0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. Good morning, world. Welcome. It is Trust the Tape, episode 37,219. Boy, I tell you, loved every one of them. The greatest podcast there is, the uh, greatest there was, and maybe the greatest there ever will be. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh at JC1053 on Twitter. And I'm alongside my co-host, the great Dane Brugler at DP Brugler on the Twitter. Good morning, Dane.
1: Good morning, and I, I'm going to give you homework for this. Uh, I'm not going to do it. podcast. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. By the end of the podcast, you have to say something nice about Malik Jefferson. Okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll get a, we'll get into that a little bit later. Watched his tape last night.
0: Uh, yeah, I can th- handle that. Okay, yeah, I can say something nice about him. All
1: yeah. right. Well, let, let's start off with uh, what we know, and that was what happened over the weekend, Championship weekend. Really, the start of the playoffs, all of you that won an eight-team playoff, uh, the playoffs started last weekend, No, except for Ohio State, because they won and didn't get in. But the final four is done, and we have, at the top, Clemson, and we have, uh, who oh, was Oklahoma? It's Oklahoma, Dane. Oklahoma, yeah, Oklahoma Georgia. Oklahoma. Yeah. And then Alabama. And I know you don't have any problem with that, with no, Alabama no, no, no. getting over Ohio State. and No, they got it right. They got the four best teams. If I had a vote, I I would have leaned Alabama. Um, But I understood both sides. I mean, I laid it out on Twitter on Saturday night. I mean, you have to get through three of Ohio State's victims in the rankings before you got to the first victim for Alabama. Uh, But bottom line, you can't lose... By more than thirty points to an unranked team in November and expect to make the playoffs. And that's exactly what happened. You just to have to Ohio play State.
0: the game of uh pretending you know what would happen if certain things happened. Like would Alabama ever lose to Iowa by thirty? No. Absolutely no. not. No, and that's never, never, never and never.
1: And that's something that a lot of people brought up on Twitter. I like, what would what would Alabama do with Ohio State schedule? And I think at worst, they probably would have gone eleven and 12 and one. Um I don't think they would have lost to Iowa. I, there's a good chance Oklahoma could have knocked them off, but I don't see them losing to another team. And Alabama had the eye test, but even the eye test is extremely subjective because Alabama is not the Alabama of the last few years. Uh, and a lot of reasons for that um, injuries, a part of it, uh, you know, a new offensive identity with a new offensive coordinator. So plenty of reasons for that, but I still think I would have leaned Alabama at number four, um and now the conversation's going to be well what's the point of conference championships those obviously don't mean anything uh it it's something that it's kind of true well and it's the okay if you're Ohio State why schedule Oklahoma
0: uh I wouldn't I was actually talking about this yesterday. I know, like, so going through this season, Mm -hmm. early in the season, OU got a lot of credit because they beat Ohio State. Right. And it was like, you know, hey, they're up there because they played that tough non-conference game and whoo, OU, they really, they, they gave themselves quite a boost and that's fine. But unless you get to the end of the year and you have a bunch of undefeated teams, who cares? Right. If you roll through that bad boy and you're, if USC is undefeated, if, um... Clemson is if Miami is undefeated. Like pick your your Power Five school. If you make it through undefeated, unless things get real real weird, eventually you'll be at the top. Wisconsin yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Eventually you'll get to the top if you're a Power Five team. So I would dodge everybody. I would still dodge everybody because if you get two losses, I think you're still historical. You're out.
1: Yeah, we losses
0: have, you haven't made the playoffs.
1: We have not had a two loss team uh, get in the playoffs in the four years that we've. We've done this. So
0: if they didn't, if Ohio State know you don't play the last two years, they're probably both going into their second straight playoff right now.
1: I think something that probably creeped into the minds of the committee is: do we really want to see Clemson, Ohio State in the first round again? And a good chance of Clemson winning that game and winning handily. Now, I think that's unfair, just because you can't think that way. You have to get the four best teams, and you know, the first year the playoff started, Ohio State got in. No one gave them a chance against Alabama, but they, they, they went through Alabama like butter. And so, it, it you know, it, it's something that you try to get the best four teams. It's a, it's a very subjective process. Uh, there's no matter what, we're never going to have a set criteria just because we're talking about 130 teams in the FBS. And you have to whittle it down to four. Um, if you, if I gave you the power right now, where you can say the playoff will be, will include X amount of teams. Are you okay with four? Would you rather see six? Would you rather see eight? What would you say? And don't say 64.
0: Uh, my number would be either eight or 16. Okay. Uh, I think eight is enough because if your argument is like, hey, I'm the eighth best team, I'd be like, shut up. You should have been better. Uh, I think eight works because with four, your conferences don't matter. Like, I mean, they matter in terms of team. You look at a team and you're like, oh, that's a weak conference so, and so you, they're not any good. But if you, you win conference, a conference, you I think so, because I think the conference champion goes to the playoff. Automatic bid. Yeah. That's your top five, and then you pick three. Three, And then this year... Would UCF get in this year? I I think I would put him in. Okay. I would. I think a lot of people wouldn't. Uh, The current playoff wouldn't. Yeah. They had him, what, 10th? They would still have him out. I would have him in. So this
1: year, it would have been the five conference champions plus what? It would have been Alabama. Uh,
0: It would have been the five conference champions, Alabama. Wisconsin. UCF and would it be Scani? I guess it would be Scotty. It'd Scani. be Wisconsin
1: or Auburn, probably. And I mean Auburn with that third loss. With Wisconsin, yeah, Wisconsin. only on one. Wisconsin. Yeah.
0: We'll take Wisconsin. And see I And then Auburn would be mad and I'd tell him to get over it. It would be a lot of I'd fun. I'd say you lost three games.
1: Yeah. Three their <laughs> three losses would have been what, Clemson, Georgia. And LSU. LSU wasn't very good. So yeah, that's don't lose to LSU. You shouldn't lost to LSU.
0: Ohio State shouldn't have lost to Iowa and you shouldn't have lost to LSU. Well, And that's exactly why I'm okay
1: with fours because with an 18 playoff with automatic bids, that Iowa game means nothing for Ohio State. And again, you can't lose by 30 plus points to an unranked team in November. I mean, that's, I want to protect the sanctity of the regular season in college football because it's unlike anything else you could lose a game and be eliminated. And I know there, there, there's nothing like that in any other sport. So I don't know. It's it's tough because it, that sounds like a lot of fun, an 18 playoff with exactly what we just mapped out. But at the same time, I don't know. I, I'm still okay with four. And I don't think we're changing anytime soon. This is going to be what we have at least through the current contract, which is another, what, six, seven years? And then we'll see after that.
0: I don't mind it. I mean, I like the debate. The debate is fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I think that uh, the NCAA probably enjoys that. That might even be part of it. Is that yeah. that generates more the four team playoff generates much more conversation than an eight team playoff would. And
1: you know, it's something to be said about more games, more money, and I get that. But I, I will say this: I, I do think that the biggest chance of expanding the playoffs happened this this cycle because of the conferences that got left out not talking so much the Pac-12, but the Big Ten. The Big Ten champ's not in there. Ohio State's not in there. Jim Delaney, the commissioner of, uh, of the Big well, Ten. Just two
0: straight years the Big Ten champ wasn't in there. True, true. Ohio State wasn't the Big Ten champ last year.
1: Jim Delaney is a top... In t- terms of the like, most powerful people in college football, he's top three. And so what is his response going to be to this? Would he kind of make the push for expanding the playoffs. I mean, it'd be great if we could just say Alabama, Ohio State, you have a play-in game for number 4. That
0: would solve a lot of the issues here. Well, just give the committee Roger Goodell powers, where they could say, yes, it's a four-game playoff, but I literally can do whatever I right. want. We're not real sure about you two, so you well, guys meet at that school uh, next Wednesday. You're going to play, and then we'll figure it out.
1: And let's think about this. It's not like the NFL where you have, you know, you're set – division winners and wild cards and it's it's pretty clean. Uh, you know, you have your tiebreakers, it, it all figures itself out. It in college football, it's different every year. You know, we might have a year where there's a four definitive teams. This year, we could argue we only need a three team playoff. You know, we figure it out from there. But yeah, why not a, a round cha- robin round robin tournament? Why not a chameleon type of playoff format where you you change it by the year. I mean now and then people would complain, well you know, why'd you stop at five? You should have made it seven, you know, but it's... Will
0: there ever be a one-team playoff? You're just like, guys, we got a pretty good feel for who the best team is. Everybody stay home. It's over.
1: Bottom line, someone's going to be upset. Someone's always going to be upset with college football and the way they do things, but when you have 130 teams in your sport, it's just the way it is, Um, and I know the, the group of five teams really don't matter, but when you have five different Power Five conferences that are so uneven, you have different number of teams in each conference. You have different rules in each conference. Everything is so different from conference to conference. As long as that holds true and doesn't change, we're not going to have a change to the playoff, and someone will always be mad. So, with all that said, I'm excited for the playoff this year. When you look at these matchups, you have uh, Georgia, Oklahoma. Uh, That's going to be a lot of fun. Watching that Baker Mayfield-led offense against one of the best front sevens of college football, led by Roquan Smith who's an absolute beast at middle linebacker and then you have of course Clemson Alabama part 3 uh i mean who who doesn't want to sign up for that you know they're they both won the national title uh each of the last two years now they have a shot to uh you know advance in the playoffs so different teams but it should still be fun
0: and the one and two seeds are underdogs or at least they opened as underdogs yeah According to
1: what I read, so and, and that's the big difference between this year and past years is Alabama is usually the heavy favorite going in. This year, I, I if I told you right now that Georgia won it all, you oh, okay? Yeah, I could see that. Oh, none of these teams would yeah. surprise me at all. Yeah, absolutely, and so that's and that's what makes it fun is nothing. And I just hope we get some good games, and we should. We shouldn't have any blowouts, and that's something that has really hurt the playoffs the last few years. Uh, we've had. I think I saw only in the in the first round of the playoffs, only one game has been within 17 points. I mean, we've had a lot of blowouts uh, the last few years, so uh, it should be a lot better this year. Hopefully, we get some uh, some good games in the first round.
0: All right, what else are we doing today here, Dane? What are we doing on Trust the Tape today? Well, see, this weekend, we don't have any big games to talk about. We talked about some FCS playoff games, or maybe some what, Division three. What? what? Uh,
1: okay. I'm, oh, they got like real playoffs. I'm so. no. I'm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. With, with more than 14. Who's
0: gonna win it? Put in your call. Um, I really, I'd like to see South Dakota State make it pretty far. Oh like, yes, yes, the Wranglers, uh, the
1: Jackrabbits. Uh the Jackrabbits. Yes. Of course. Uh, Dallas Goddard, the tight end. Uh, he might be the first tight end drafted. He's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, they got a wide receiver Weinke, who's who, who uh, has a chance to be drafted late. So I, I really like South Dakota State, but. Uh, You know, it's FCS, it's fun. It's fun football, Uh, even if uh, a lot of people don't get into it. So if you want some football, you need your football fix uh, this Saturday, watch some FCS. But we also have the Heisman. Uh, And I don't, I mean, we knew Lamar Jackson was going to win it last year, but this seems even more of a dull year than past years because there's not even a chance we'll be surprised, right?
0: Yeah, I don't know if I'm Lamar or if I'm Bryce Love, the other finalist, I don't know if I actually accept the invite to New York. Am well, I, for Lamar I, Jackson, yeah, you already did that
1: song and dance last year. You had that experience. But for Bryce Love, you know, this is new. You know, he's probably going to the NFL after this. Why not take advantage of, uh, you know, being a celebrity in New York for a week? That'll be fun. But yeah, for Lamar Jackson, it's kind of, eh, I've already got one of
0: these. That's tough for Lamar, too, because he may have, I know statistically he didn't throw as many touchdowns. But he had a better year overall, I think, than he did a year ago. Yeah. And they're gonna look at it and be like, Yeah, but you've kind of already done it. So and Baker's in the playoff and, well, and his that, team's real good. That so. that
1: that last part is important is Louisville was not nearly the same productive team, even though Lamar Jackson's stats look great. The wins law the win loss record, uh just the overall impact of his team was not at any you never really thought of Louisville as a Legit contender this year. You're going to so angry
0: people about Baker Mayfield with a Heisman trophy. Why? Because uh, he's a meanie. He's a poopy head to a lot of people. A lot of people think he's a poopy head. Uh, he's cocky. Yeah, I mean,
1: uh, that's Kind of comes off
0: as a jerk. Or...
1: You, could, you could say that a lot about a lot of recent Heisman winners. I mean, Manziel, Jameis Winston. It's a
0: really great point. I mean, that's... Nobody's going to have a problem with this. That's a great point. No. He'll be fine.
1: He'll be fine. Yeah. Now the draft process that'll be a little more different. Uh, it's gonna be fascinating the, the Baker Mayfield discussion, the narratives that come out. Uh, you know, we can only deal with what we know, and in terms of the off the field, all we know in terms of criminal or you know arrests. Got was, tackled one time. Yeah, ran from the police. Um, that happened. I've done worse in my life. So I'm not. I'm not. You've quick done to worse judge. than
0: run from the police.
1: I'm. I'm not. Yes.
0: I'd like to dig into that.
1: Not for this episode.
0: Oh, Okay, next episode, t- all of Dane's legal issues. <laughs> uh, now, by his age, what is what is Baker like? Twenty two. Uh, by okay. his by the time I was his age,
1: yeah, he'll turn twenty three in April.
0: I had been cited three to four times for being a minor in possession or consumption of alcohol. So, Texas Texas must
1: do it right. Then just get cited; you don't get arrested.
0: Oh, no, I got arrested a couple times for it. Okay. Yeah, I was never in jail for too long. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I got to see it. So, hey there, Allen, Texas. What's up, guys? How are you? One one day when... Uh
1: Next time we get drinks together and I have too many drinks, I'll let you know.
0: I'll record it and I'll put it on the next podcast.
1: That's fine, because I'll be drunk and I won't realize yeah, it. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah.
0: That'll be that'll be the one that really launches us up the charts. Anyone that knows me knows. Um Dane's massive my past legal transgressions. Uh-huh. Um Is that what's keeping you out of that GM job in Cleveland? It's something that I've had to bring up in interviews before. Oh wow. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I like this.
1: That's that's for another day. Um, okay. So Is it a Hollywood kind of thing? Hollywood.
0: You know what's going on in Hollywood? Oh, no, 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 no. Nothing,
1: okay. like nothing like that. Okay, just, cool. Just, you know, just mistakes that no, no one would look at me differently for. Just, did you kill a guy? Uh, not No one that didn't deserve it. Did
0: um, Dane kill a guy? Everybody leave a five-star review on iTunes here and ask if Dane killed a guy, and eventually he'll have to answer. So we watched
1: tape last night. Yeah, and, we did. Yeah, we watched tape. You know, this is, this is part of the year where it gets fun because you brought us, KT, start really diving into the tape. Um, and it allows me to, allows me a sounding board really to, uh, you know, see what you guys see, see if I'm seeing the same thing. We correct your work
0: basically. Uh, like you started and there's a rough draft and then we fix your work Okay, try to get it right.
1: I'll let that slide. Yeah. Um, but we started off last night with one of the better players this year, assuming he declares, and that's the linebacker from Georgia, Roquan Smith. Uh, how would you sum up the Georgia linebacker?
0: I think he's today's NFL linebacker. I think, um, I actually had talked with Sean Lee about this a few weeks ago. I, I don't think to me, the prototype NFL linebacker is no longer six three two fifty. 250. Yeah. That's not it. There's, there's too much you're asked to do. You got to cover right. running backs. You, you don't want have to cover a tight end. You, gotta, you don't want thumpers. No, no. I mean, sure. Maybe there's a place for one somewhere on your team. Right. But that's for what, uh, one down in every three, Right, maybe two downs in every three. Uh, So I think Roquan Smith, you know, being quote undersized means nothing to me. A guy that's six foot and over 220 pounds. Yeah. You're what an NFL linebacker looks like. Yeah. And get sideline to sideline running backs. You know, a lot of times you, you watch. And if a running back starts going up the middle and then it's not there and he's like, "Whoop!" got to spring this thing outside and he's got a step, he's going to turn the corner Mm -hmm. against Roquan Smith. You don't turn that corner. You know, I'm not going to say that he's faster than running backs, but when he's running straight down that sideline and you've got to try to get around him, it's not going to happen. So the dude's an athlete. He he diagnoses everything incredibly quickly. He's hard to fool. He's going to be in the right place. Uh, I think your only weakness is going to be that he's six foot, two hundred twenty something pounds which means if you have to try to go through somebody to make a play he's going to have a problem with that. No, but he can he'll play off of a block. He yeah, won't yeah, will play get, through it. He can get around
1: blockers. Yeah, he finds
0: his way around. He navigates he navigates well, but you know, just having to wrestle with offensive linemen, I don't think that's going to be a strong point for no. him, but it, you put him at weak side linebacker and I think he's a star. I think so too. I think too. he's a I think he's a six-time Pro Bowler.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that we don't usually oh, see Oh, coverage.
0: Hold on now. Hold on now. I don't even care about man coverage. I'm just talking movement skills that mm-hmm. tells me all I need to know in coverage. Yeah, the dude has a smooth back pedal, opens his hips, changes directions yeah. like he's floating in coverage. He, he's
1: an athlete. If you needed him to, he could probably play safety. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, he, he is. He can do that in coverage. And again, it's just athleticism, pure athleticism, and then just smarts. He's instinctive. And watching that tape against Auburn, the SEC title game. That is what NFL evaluators are going to use. They're going to point to that game and say, "This is why he's a top ten pick. This is why he's one of the top ten players in this draft because of what he did." Can uh, blitz
0: too? Yeah, he can, can blitz. Can do it all, uh,
1: and he really can do it all. And it's interesting to watch Georgia play him at a little bit like further depth to keep him free and let him run because uh, he's so smart. He processes the action so quickly. not doesn't have those false steps. Uh, and Then when he arrives at the play, I mean, he makes it. He he's finishes. He doesn't miss tackles. Yeah, I don't think I've seen him miss one tackle yet. Yeah. So he—he's. Uh, you just have to really search for weaknesses. Um, and I think if you, you know, you mentioned how he doesn't have ideal length. He doesn't have ideal,
0: uh, you know, ability to take on those uh, offensive lineman blocks. Luckily, this is called trust the tape, and not trust the ruler or the right. meter stick. The,
1: I think he's going to come in at about two hundred thirty pounds around there which is plenty big enough for me, uh, for my linebacker. And he's going to test really well. So I think Roquan Smith, uh, you know, off-ball linebackers, we usually don't see them go in top 10. You know, Luke Keekly did. Uh, Jalen Smith probably would have. Miles Jack probably would have. Um, But I think it's safe to say in this draft, Roquan Smith, he's in that top 15 with a good chance to go in the top 10.
0: Yeah, I think he's awesome. Uh, I've now seen five players, which makes Roquan Smith number one on my big board, and it's not close. Well, let's talk about another one of those players
1: at the same position. Guy I mentioned earlier uh, for your homework. Anything positive to say about Malik Jefferson?
0: Yeah, he looks like he's a pretty good athlete, Dane. I agree. Yeah, looks like he's a pretty good athlete. Uh, Much like uh, Jalen Smith, the NFL version. Mm. If you're going uh, side to side and you can run in a straight line, no contacts. And, and there's nobody in your no way. Road there's no tough decision to make. There's yeah. nothing to read. And you can just go and hit a guy. He'll look good doing it. Um, I think there's something there with Malik Jefferson. I think that's a guy that NFL teams are going to look, look at. And it's going to be one of those questions where you talk about Roquan Smith and you talk about instincts. And you're going to have to figure out, do I think I can teach it? Can I take a guy who instinctually, I would say, is well below average and can I turn that into a guy that can process and be right more often and put himself in the right place, play in and play out? Because he doesn't do that.
1: It's a huge projection to, to say that he can do that. Like In the NFL, where everything just gets faster, yeah. he's going to be able to speed up that mental processor and be in the right place at the right time. He just doesn't have the instincts that you need to see from an early round linebacker. Um, I think he has the athleticism to be a top 50 pick. But his instincts are, are late round. Hey, well, he, he also
0: doesn't finish. You know, no, there's, not consistently. There's, there's way too many plays where shoulder. where I'm expecting uh, you to get a guy to the ground yeah, and he you've, doesn't. Either, you've either come downhill too hard and now you're chasing or just missing or throwing a shoulder instead of wrapping up. Uh, I was I was really excited about Malik Jefferson two years ago yeah. when he was at Fresh Texas one. and you would see the flashes. Mm-hmm. But I think when you watch him on tape, you just more often than not you're watching a play and you're just like, I can list the things that he's not hes not doing right, or he's not doing like I want an NFL player to do.
1: Well, and you can look up Malik Jefferson highlights on YouTube. They look great. Yeah, you'll, oh, this guy's a, a first-rounder. What are you talking about? Yeah. Okay, he's a guesser. And when I say that, when he guesses right, it looks great. It looks like coaching tape for, for a linebacker, how to play it. But more often than not, it's it, you know he guesses wrong and he'll it doesn't put himself on good the good. wrong
0: side of a block and leave a hole that, open. It's it leads just,
1: to a big play for the offense. Yeah, I, I mean I'd say for every eight negative plays we saw one positive.
0: That's probably true.
1: Yeah, I mean it wasn't really close and it, I don't know, this is I don't want this to turn into Malik Jefferson you know bash down show. It just it it didn't help him that we also watched Roquan Smith first and then followed up with him.
0: Yeah, it didn't help. That it didn't, didn't help. help. It didn't help.
1: Uh, another player we watched last night that will be a tough evaluation is Derwin James from Florida State, uh, the safety. Who he's a safety, he's a linebacker, he's a corner, nickel. I mean, he plays so many positions uh, for Florida State, and it really makes his evaluation tough. I mean, safeties that don't have a defined role, like Malik Cooker Malik last year was easy. Plays that free safety position, that center field. Let him Jamal Adams was easy. Read the play and go get it. Exactly. Play strong safety,
0: is a badass.
1: With Derwin James, it's going to be a little tougher because he's asked to do so much at Florida State, line up in so many different spots. And you can say that's versatility because it is. He can, he can do different things. But if I'm drafting a guy top 10, which Derwin James could be a top 10 pick, I need to know what he does great at one spot. I don't want to know that he can do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I need to know that he does this really, really well. And we don't know what that is yet.
0: He'll probably be the guy that I have to watch basically every college snap he has Yeah, because, you know, there are different guys with uh, that versatility label, and they've obviously been different players in the NFL. Jalen Ramsey was a Mm -hmm. versatility guy at Florida State. Jabril Peppers was a versatility guy at Michigan. (laughs) Jalen Ramsey, I had to watch... God, I don't know how many times I watched Jalen Ramsey before I felt good about what I thought about him. But for Derwin James, like, I left... One day of watching um, a couple of cut up games, going, man, I don't know. I just, I, I guess he's a strong safety. Um, physically, he looks good, but I just have to see so much more before I'm comfortable saying one way or the other. Like I don't know if I have him closer to Jalen Ramsey or closer to Jabril Peppers at this point.
1: Yeah, it's tough.
0: Like he's just kind of out there lining up everywhere. Dropping into a whatever zone they're dropping into, and it's like, okay, he, he's out there.
1: He he did everything in Florida State except for put his hand on the ground. Basically, I mean, he did every he played the Mike, he played the Sam, uh, nickel corner, outside corner, uh, free strong. It really, something to watch. Watching him on the the All Twenty Two tape. Um, and Derwin James was in the news recently uh, yesterday for announcing he will not play in Florida State's bowl game. Uh, instead get ready for the NFL draft. So, uh, and he missed all of last year, uh, with the meniscus tear. So, you know, it's something that he had a little bit of rust this year. And so eager to see what he, I think he's going to test really well. And that's really going to be one of the main reasons you draft him high is because you know what type of athlete he is and you feel good that the rest will come along. Uh, cause again, he's only a redshirt sophomore, still a young player, um, Next, we want talking about talk about the Senior Bowl a little bit. Uh, a lot of the invitations have gone out. A lot of them have been accepted. Go, Baker, go! Go, Baker, go! We have four quarterbacks. Usually, traditionally, there's six quarterbacks uh, at the Senior Bowl. This year, we have four confirmed. Mike White from Western Kentucky, Luke Falk from Washington State, uh, Kurt Benkert from Virginia, and Kyle Alada from uh, Richmond. And so, none of those four really get me excited. I think Luke Falk's not a very good quarterback. Mike, Mike White might be the most impressive, uh, Kurt Benkert to me. I like him, uh, but he's Ryan Nassib, you know, for better, or for worse. Um, and so that's, that's the four of the confirmed of the six. The other two belong invites have been, gone out to Baker Mayfield and Mason Rudolph. And so we're just waiting to hear from those two, whether or not they're going to accept Baker Mayfield. I won't be surprised if he doesn't, uh, it's going to be, I, I, I would be surprised if he doesn't go in the first round. Um, I don't think teams are going to get too hung up on the measurables, uh, the off field, unless something else happens. Mason Rudolph should. Uh, Coming from the Oklahoma State offense, anything, any exposure to scouts, uh, practice setting, whatever. He can only help himself, I think. So Mason Rudolph would be wise to accept. I've heard some rumblings that he's a little bit of a, he thinks he's better than he is. You know, A.J. McCarron type. You know, where who A.J. McCarron turned down the senior bowl and he fell to, the, what, the fifth round or something. So, Mason Rudolph, I think if... Uh,
0: I think Mason Rudolph saw that uh, CBS mock draft that had him going number one overall uh, last month and he's ready to go.
1: Unfortunately, uh, it's not the only mock draft out there that has him in the first round. Um, and, hey, if that's what you want to hang your hat on, your future... That's the guy. Go for it.
0: That's the guy.
1: The other one... Rudolph. The other quarterback... Uh, Potentially the senior bowl we need to talk about is Josh Allen um,
0: and what NFL teams. He needs to go. Yes, he does. Now, and well, no, maybe he doesn't need to go because if he's, going try to to be, if he's going to be picked before Baker, don't go to the senior bowl. You just go ahead and take that draft stock and run with it. But he might be able to shine in a place. I mean, because it's practice, you know, like. You're in your shorts a lot, just throwing it around. Yeah,
1: I mean, he could really shine because he's got an elite arm. And I'm, I don't throw out the word elite. Yeah, you know, I just don't throw it around. He has an elite arm and the size, athleticism. I mean, he'll look in practice. Josh Allen will look amazing. Um, but the problem is he's a redshirt junior coming out. He's already declared. But for a redshirt junior to attend the senior bowl, you have to be graduated before the senior bowl game. And talking to some league sources, they've told me that he's it's up in the air whether or not he's going to graduate this month.
0: Oh, Josh hadn't been going to class? But he really, he might
1: fall like a couple credits short. Oh. But he really wants to play. At least that's what he's telling teams. He really wants to play in the Senior Bowl, and he might look into taking classes in January, if necessary, uh, to try and qualify for the Senior Bowl. So hopefully, I mean, Josh Allen, you know, according to what I've been told, is doing everything he can to play in the Senior Bowl, We'll see how it plays out. And if he, if Baker and Mason Rudolph, both the accepted uh, invitations, we'll just have seven quarterbacks. Well, I guess they'll have to invite an eighth uh, just to make it even. And at that point, you're looking at, gosh, who would they probably take? Um, Brandon Silvers from Troy they might take. They might take uh, JT Barrett. They might take Jeremiah Briscoe, same Houston State those are just names to know uh or if we have an injury or if uh, May- baker mayfield or mason rudolph uh, decline their requests or their invitations so senior bowl shaking up well um so is uh shrine NFLPA those will be here before we know it next month uh what else we want to talk about this uh, this
0: who's week? puna ford I, I sent out a tweet i said ask uh, anything you want for trust the tape and somebody said puna ford prospects is that a real thing puna Puna is one of my favorite players this year. Really? Who's? Where's Puna? Where's he from? Texas, defensive tackle.
1: He's the best player on that defense. Well, what we, about number four? But I said between him and Deshaun Elliott. What about Malik? Mm. You hater? Didn't we just talk about him? Yeah, Puna. Puna. Puna's fun. But the thing is, is he's not. He's not going to be at the Senior Bowl. You know why? He's five eleven. He's a defensive tackle.
0: So what? Aaron Donald's six foot. He's a defensive tackle.
1: Well, and I don't, he's not Aaron Donald. Let's get that out of the way okay. right now. But he's still a very productive player. He uses that natural leverage against blockers. Uh, you, you talk to some interior linemen, they'll tell you that the shorter guys, the guys that can get low and get underneath you, those are tougher to block well, than the 6'4 dudes.
0: Uh, you can you can talk to tackles too because uh, when we talked to Stephen Jones, what was that, a week or two ago, and you know, he had talked about how it's hard for them to picture a defensive end who's not uh, – it's tough for him to picture short defensive ends being successful. Is kind of where the Cowboys are right now. Yeah. Willie Anderson, the however many time Pro Bowler, responded mm-hmm. to me on Twitter, and he was like, nice. "We hate blocking the short guys." Yeah. He's like, "They have natural leverage. It's hard to get hands on him." He's like, "We hate the short guys."
1: Yeah. No. And Puna Ford, he's going to measure in probably five eleven and change, uh, and we just. There are not many defensive tackles in the NFL that are under six foot and over 300 pounds. But Puna Ford, uh, he's going to be one of them because he's a good player. Uh, he's going to be at the East-West Shrine game, chance to help himself there. But I think he's a top five senior defensive tackle in this class.
0: Uh, I don't see. Let me see. Hold on. Let me check. Let me get through the tweeters. I'll see if I can find you something else. How about that? Just, uh, talk, about, good. talk about uh, your favorite... Rubs.
1: Um favorite rubs. I I like the honey hog rub from Meat Church. It's oh, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some little bit of sweet, a little bit of uh a little bit of heat at the end. Uh it's a good one. Use that on pork, on some ribs. Um what else we got? Uh all
0: on. right, I'm good. Oh, okay. How does this year's safety class and D B class stack up to last to uh, last year's?
1: The corner class I think could be similar. Uh, where we have just a lot of dudes in the top fifty. Uh, I don't think we have a Marshawn Lattimore, uh, unless you consider Minka Fitzpatrick a corner. But uh, I think do the, you? I think teams are gonna. I've some teams are looking at him a safety. Some are looking at him a corner. I think more teams are gonna see him as, like kind of like Jalen Ramsey. Like yeah, he could be a, a badass safety, but the value of him outside corner is greater, and so that's where we want to play him. And I think that's where more teams are thinking. Then um, Minka Fitzpatrick, you watch him on tape and he plays everywhere and he looks good doing it. So um, I I do think he'd be a corner. Safety is a little different. Um, you know, this year's safety class, if we're, if we're calling Minka Fitzpatrick a, a corner, then at safety, you've got Derwin James and then Ronnie Harrison from Alabama, assuming he comes out. Uh, Deshaun Elliott from Texas, he might come out. And then, you know, the senior class is average. Marcus Allen from Penn State, to me, he's a top senior safety, uh, but he's more of a day two guy. And then you've got a few, you know, maybes, guys like Armani Watts from A&M. Um, I, the safety class is, we don't have a, a a locked top ten pick last year like last year with Jamal Adams or a guy to get really excited about like Malik Hooker. Um, I don't think we have that this year.
0: All right, that's all I got. You got anything else we got to do? Awesome. Uh, Mm, Well, Mm, we can
1: mention how uh, 49ers won, so the Browns have an extra.
0: What a bunch of idiots.
1: What, two-game lead up on the number one overall pick? What are you supposed
0: to do if you're the coach there? You're in field goal range. There's 20 seconds left in the game, and it's fourth down. Because I was looking at the TV. I was like, no, don't kick it. Why are you kicking away draft position? You have to. And they kick the field
1: goal. What are you going to say to the thousands of people that paid money to go see that game? Guys,
0: we're here for touchdowns. Let's yeah. go try to score
1: a touchdown. Go pay, go pay more us more money next year when
0: we try to be good. Yeah, yeah. that's not going to fly. I and, mean, look, it's not The 76ers it, did it. They just used oh, good I, phrasing. Yeah. They said, trust the process. And remember that championship they won last year? That was cool. Oh, they're going to. Oh, they're, they are? Oh, yeah. They're okay. Philly's on the rise. You kidding? Embiid? Uh, ben Simmons? Woo!
1: I, you're not speaking my language right now. Oh, sorry. Um, So, listen, I team morale, winning games. You got to uh, sit
0: Garoppolo back down. Well, they scored 15 points not like they were explosive. Uh,
1: Garoppolo looked good, though. I think he's the real deal. I mean, 49ers are set for a long time. Uh, they're only going to get better and better with as long as Garoppolo's at the helm.
0: Until they trade him to move up in the draft and pick a quarterback.
1: Well, you, the, you look at the Giants, are, they're doing it the right way. You bench your Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, 49ers going to have to
0: trade with the Giants to yeah. get their quarterback.
1: Yeah. Well, they're, They just have to hope that Sam Darnold comes out because... If Sam Darnold comes out, then you have at least have a shot at him. If Cleveland, because Cleveland, who knows? They could take... Uh, Puna. Yeah, number one, exactly. They could so, take Puna. And then if, okay, say Sam Darnold goes one, then you have Josh Rosen sitting there who has his own issues, but he's also a pure pocket passer, and you feel good about his potential. Uh, but if Darnold goes back and Rosen goes one, and you're the Giants sitting there, say, at the third pick, you're going to take Josh Allen there? I don't think so.
0: No, oh no. I wouldn't take him with the 3rd pick of the 5th round. Well, and that's Yeah.
1: I don't think you're going to take Baker Mayfield that early. I mean, traditionally, I I, like, I have a hard time seeing Baker Mayfield go in the top 10 just because we just don't see it. NFL teams will take him number 1. They don't think that way. So, it, it, it's going to be tough. The teams need to hope that Darnold comes out. It'll help push uh another good quarterback
0: down to them, but I don't know. This quarterback class is overrated to begin with, so all right. Well, that's a, that's another episode of Trust the Tapes in the book, uh, powered by two-thirds of a breakfast burrito and whatever Dane had for breakfast. Nothing. we do. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Dane's going to go get a snack. So leave us a five-star review. If you leave anything other than five stars, we will delete every podcast. So five-star reviews and also leave a comment for what you think Dane should have for breakfast. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week.